Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a look at a topic from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler, I am your host, and I am joined as always by my co-hosts and brothers, Brian. How's it going, everybody? And Jeffrey. Hey, how's everyone doing today? Doing all right. We're doing, doing good. Right. Oh, am I like, <coughs> expecting a reply from people or are you asking us? Wait, what did you say? I said, we're doing good. Like as if I was like other people because I don't understand why he asked that question. Sorry, you're the, he's the audience? Is that what you're saying? I'm the audience. The audience? He's asking them how they're doing. That's the impression I got. I could be off there. I apologize. Mm, mm, mm. Strong start. This is a strong start this evening, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we've been off the boards for about two weeks here. Um, we were out of town and then, you know, last week... Ah, whatever. I don't have to explain myself to you guys. <laughs> so you know, I thought this week would be just like a good uh, week to um, just catch up with each other and see what we've been catching up on. A lot of stuff has dropped, and uh, there is one man alive who somehow found the time to watch all of it, um, and that is Jeff. So we're going to let Jeff kind of just take it away and explain what he watched this week, and then uh, Brian and I will kind of jump in where we can. Before some of that, all right. Before I get into that, you know how like at the end of a TV show or a movie, they have like the production studios, and a lot of them have like a little two-second soundbite, something weird happening. Um, I, I want to, no. if, if I ever create a production studio, I want to use that that soundbite of Brian saying, "I'm doing good" in a in a little kid's voice. <laughs> I'm doing good. I, go. I I do know what you're talking about, actually. Like you're talking about like uh, Charlie Mc and uh, Mac and Dennis, how they have like the the rev- them saying something in reverse at the end of each episode of It's Always Sunny. Okay. Yeah, like at the, at the very end of the bad robot. Exactly, yeah. bad robot, or everybody have a nice time. You know, like the, the police officer, whatever that is. Anyway, each, oh, there's a lot of production studios. They have like a really funny soundbite, and I just found mine. So I'm gonna need that. Yeah, what the one with Nick Offerman. Yeah, exactly. From Mulan. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm gonna need Deep that soundbite for anybody listening here. <laughs> I'm gonna need that soundbite for my production studio one day. Um, so yeah, uh, I had a lot of free time. I got back from uh, Mexico. I had a cold, so I worked this week from home, and uh, it just gave me a lot of time to sit around and watch TV while I did my work from home. Um, so right at the top of the list, I'm going to start with TV shows that I completed that were that were completable because there's a couple of these that are ongoing. Uh, but the first one that I watched was Hit Monkey, which is on Hulu. Uh, it is about a assassin. Who ends up getting double crossed and getting wounded and getting stranded in the Himalayan mountains, where he gets healed by the hot springs there, and ends up forming a kinship with an Arctic monkey. Uh, and then when the rest, when the the gang that was trying to kill him shows up, they massacre all of the Arctic monkeys and him. And one monkey survives and kills everybody. And then the hitman comes back as a ghost and mentors the monkey on what to do next. And this monkey goes on to adopt human clothing and and become an assassin for hire. And by human clothing, you mean like a black suit? John Wick. John Wick style. style. Uh, so Hit Monkey is based on a Marvel comic book, um, mm-hmm. albeit a very strange one from the 90s um, that I've read quite a few issues of, actually. Uh, and I actually watched – I this is the show I downloaded right before we went to Mexico, and I every night when we were going to bed early – and Kelly would fall asleep immediately. I stayed up and watched this on my iPad. So, 
I watched uh, most of the season. I haven't finished it yet, but I quite liked it. It was entertaining. I, I, I don't know about you. Is it Christian Slater is the main <laughs> is the guy's voice, right? Yes. I was like, they, what a what a choice. What an interesting choice is Christian Slater. The other person, I was like, uh, when as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, this is either Jason Sudeikis or yeah, Christian Slater. Jason Sudeikis. But I think it was, I think it's it, no, it's Jason Sudeikis. That's who it is. That's who I thought it was too. Sorry, not Christian Slater. Jason Sudeikis. Still an odd choice, but yeah, um, very interesting. Um, Christian Slater did make a make an appearance in it, um, but at any rate, uh, what did you think of the show, Jeff? Did you like it? I, I thought it was interesting. Um, I, I really enjoyed it overall. Um, interesting plot that had a whole like political aspect to it with I think Olivia Munn um, as uh, one of the characters. I don't know, but it was entertaining. It was very good. Go watch it if you like uh, Arctic monkeys killing people in Japan. Yeah, pretty cool. Um... Cool. What's next? What the, else? The next movie, the next TV show that I watched was Cowboy Bebop. I've, I've reported on this podcast before Live action. that I've watched the Cowboy Bebop animated show, all 24 episodes, I think. I haven't watched the animated film, which ties in between episodes 22 and 23, but um, I did watch the 10 episodes of the live action uh, Netflix show. Um, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, I mean, did you guys, did either of you guys watch this? I watched it. Brian, that was the first thing I watched when we got back. I watched the first fifteen minutes and turned it off. Okay, that's you just fair. didn't like it. It didn't get grab your attention. I just, at yeah, all, I just or? wasn't enjoying it, man. I was just watching that first scene where they're in the uh, the casino. gambling gambling casino, and it just I don't know. It was I was sitting with Anna, and she really wasn't liking it. So I kind of I probably would have given it another fifteen, but I wasn't liking it much either. So I didn't really fight her on wanting to change. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm gonna quickly just jump in and say uh, this. This show grabbed me about as much as the anime, which <laughs> I I came on this show and said, ah, it wasn't, I mean, I don't get what all the hype was about for the anime, really. And I kind of felt this way about this show, although I guess I'm in the, I'm in the popular, popular thought there uh, on this show. A lot of people seemed to <coughs> think it was kind of, uh, you know, didn't really need to happen. It was a bit unnecessary. Um, and yeah, I feel like they, you know. I don't know. It was, it was like campy in like all the ways that like I didn't want it to be. You know, I would have preferred like a true like hard sci-fi take on it or something. But anyway, I mean, it, Jeff, what, what at, at its at its core, it is a direct retelling of the show. They they cast characters that look and sound identical to the um, cast, like especially the 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 um, uh, casting for Jet sounds exactly like the voice actor for jet from the tv show it's uh you close your eyes and you're just like you're watching the the anime so uh did you they... recognize that guy no he's uh he's the bad guy from luke cage season two. Oh, yeah anyway um <laughs> yeah interesting um but uh, i i uh enjoyed the show overall um it's definitely a different take than a slightly different take from the anime the anime had uh the main character being a remnant of a group of uh, soldiers um, that then turned bad. And uh, this one is a group of mobsters that uh, I guess he turned good. I don't know. But um, yeah, so it's an interesting choice. And I'm curious. I definitely left up in a huge opportunity for season two, um, especially because the finale took a much different twist than the anime ever did. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. 
Um, next thing I watched was this one's probably the most popular thing to come out in the last two weeks. Uh, I watched Arcane. Yeah, I watched this too. I so I'm I have two episodes left. I am loving this show now. Jeff, have you played League of Legends before? I've played a couple games back when I had a potato for a computer, uh, and yeah, it's interesting. Uh, potato is a common insult in League of Legends. If you have a slow computer that forces everyone to wait long times to load into the game or you're suffering from lag, they'll say, why are you playing on a potato? Uh, because potatoes can generate electricity. Anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I have played League of Legends. It's not my favorite MOBA, but I am familiar with some of the characters. I was aware of who Jinx was, but uh, obviously this show doesn't require a lot of prior knowledge in order to, to enjoy it. It's, I had I knew League of Legends existed, and that's about it. I had no idea about any of the lore, any of the concepts, any of the art style, any of it. I was just like, I, I'm, I want to do it completely blind. And just like someone was talking about it on a podcast, and I was like, I saw that on Netflix. Like, I'll give it a shot. And I did not regret it at all. I'm really, really liking this show a lot. The art is really crazy looks amazing absolutely amazing some of the choreography of the fight scenes is just the choreography i I was just like holy cow this looks like incredible yeah you know i could watch a full feature length film in that art style it looks amazing um and yeah i thought the character development was good honestly i was like watching it i was like man this could have been live action and i would have been like way on board for it like it would it looks cool and the world that they exist in is really cool like somewhere in between magic and science and steampunk and monsters and all kinds of shit going on like it was i was really yeah here Ryan, for it. Really Ryan, did you it. check the show out at all <laughs> i you know i stopped to watch the trailer you and i talked about this but uh the book series that we're both enjoying with brandon sanderson I, apparently there's a big um outcry for uh like a movie adaptation to be made in this graphical style or a and, tv show adaptation yeah yeah and so i stopped to watch the trailer um as i was skimming through on netflix and and could see what they're talking about. And I, I'd like to take some time to watch it just to see the choreography on the fighting like you guys have described. But yeah. um, hopefully they do something like that for that show. But I, I won't get into any Sanderson stuff right now. I, I, I'm not going to get into the Sanderson stuff either, but I will say that I, I have a lot of book series that I've read in the past that I've yet to get film or, or show adaptations. And there are massive outcries across all communities for books that have yet to be adapted to be adopted in styles like this. The massive support for this show. It's basically catching on fire with how popular it is. Um, yeah, dude, it's good. Honestly, I have no context going into it and was like, is this going to be fucking dumb? And was like immediately grabbed on. Like the voice acting was really great. Haley Steinfeld is in it. I mean, yeah. She's had qu- quite a week. <laughs> um, she is in it. Does a good job. Um <clears throat> Ella Purnell, who's going to make another uh, appearance here in uh, my recommendations a little later. Um, she does the voice of Jinx, uh, both as a young Jinx, when she's not called Jinx and she's called something else, and then as an adult when she is Jinx. And that, she did a great job, too. Um, I don't know who the Scottish guy was, or uh, maybe he's just like uh, Cockney or whatever that plays like their, their dad uh, at the beginning. They're like surrogate father, but that guy was really good. Just in general, I thought, yeah, I just, I, I really liked the show a lot. I, I was really impressed. So high recommend for me. Jeff, you, you agree? Yeah, definitely. Go watch it. If you're going to watch anything on this list, go watch Arcane. Uh, I'm sure you've already been recommended by someone that you know, and I, this is just another recommendation. Go watch it. Um, 
the next show that I watched was a show called Super Crooks, a show that I never heard of, but it came across my recommendation. I looked into it. And a couple months back, we reported on a show called Jupiter's Legacy that aired on a live action show with uh, uh, Josh Duhamel and a bunch of other popular actors. And uh, this show is an animated story that takes place in the same universe at the same time, except for it's about a league of or a a group of supervillains. Um, so essentially the, the first story introduces a character who has uh, electricity powers awakened and he's got these grand plans to be a superhero and he chooses to have his grand unveiling at the community pool where he immediately has his identity blown. He falls into the pool and accidentally electrocutes everyone, mass ma- massacres like 200 people um, and decides to become a supervillain. So he starts walking down the streets, collecting money from ATMs and blows town. Um, and I bet it was... Not exactly. I mean, it was, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I'm a huge superhero fan, so I was right up my alley. But for the most part, uh, you guys can probably skip it. You know, it's pretty direct with its storytelling. Not a lot of nuance. Um, a lot of character yeah. development happens very quickly. Um, I watched the uh, the trailer for it uh, today, actually. I didn't realize it had been released. And um, I'm a big fan of Mark Millar, the writer. Yep. Um, was excited to see what this show might be. Um, it's in like an anime art style. So it looks like you're watching like an anime, but it looks like it's an anime from the nineties. Like it, it's, I don't know. It just, I was like, man, this doesn't look very good. I don't know why. Um, and then the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to check it out. Unfortunately, it looks like it might move really slowly. So yeah, did I, you guys just missed all of that, huh? Yeah, but it's fine. You you weren't looking for input. (laughs) Um, so the next show that I watched was, uh, lost in space season three the final season of the uh, Toby Stevens and uh, Mina Sundwall and uh, I don't know, a bunch of other actors. Um, yeah. Uh, Joey Tribbiani is in it. No, that's the, that's the <laughs> no. 2004 <laughs> Lost in Space film. No. Uh, your, your face. You're like, wait, was he? <laughs> um, um, sorry. I enjoyed it. Uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc is that actor's name. I could not remember it. But uh, yeah, sorry. Don't talk, go too much into this because I'm pretty sure, Brian, you also like this show quite a lot, right? I do, but I'm not cut up. Um, right. So it's one of those one of those ones where we both got to be watching together. Um, so it's, I'm a huge fan of uh, Toby um, Stevens. Stevens. Yeah, so. me too. So, um, uh, looking forward to catching up on that one. Good, good show. Um, good conclusion. Good uh, family dynamics represented all the way through the uh, third season, a lot of good humor and, and fun concepts explored. Um, really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and then I watched Masters of the Universe Part 2. This is the newest animated rendition directed by... Um, uh, Tyler, help me out here. What's his name? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Thank you. We, we Tyler Wait, and I... The second part already released? Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. And I will say part two wasn't as good as part one. And I, the best part about it was the twist ending at the very end, which is setting up hopefully a strong season three. Um, season two was a little bit more predictable, um, a little bit less fun. Uh, I didn't care for it as much as I enjoyed season one a lot more. It explored a lot of different concepts. Like this grand world was this one was almost purely centrally located in um, uh, Castle Grayskull. Uh, but for the most part, it was entertaining. If you liked part one, go watch part two. Um, and then I said I did what I was going to say I was going to do, which was I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the final season. Um, caught up with that one. Super entertaining, super funny all the way through. 
Um, good ending. Wasn't as heartfelt of an ending as some of the other shows that I've watched, but uh, it, it was serviceable. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it was a fitting end of the series, but I mean, just like I said last, I think last episode where I was just like, honestly, I'm just glad it ended on its own terms, kind of. You know what I mean? It got to just kind of like, it wasn't forced out by like several seasons of just like dragging on at this quality. It kind of just like petered out in in like th- just this way, you know? Yep. So, um, I also finished a book series that I've been reading for like a decade now called uh, the New Heroes. Uh, it's the third trilogy. Uh, the The final book of the third trilogy was called The Chasm. I don't know. It's a group of superheroes. Good conclusion. Um, writing styles entertaining. If you like superheroes, check it out. Check out who's, Michael Carroll. Who's the author? There you go, Mike Carroll. Um, I also finished i read all nine volumes of east of west uh on the flights to and from uh mexico um super entertaining graphic novel about the four horsemen coming back during the civil war permanently changing the events of human history like six different kingdoms between texas having its own kingdom new orleans being a free slave kingdom uh the union and the republic china comes and takes over a bunch of territory on the west coast and um all kinds of stuff so there's all these different red nations that are held together in this loose piece when the four horsemen show up and fuck shit up um death is the fourth horseman who uh betrays the other three and falls in love with mao zedong's great great granddaughter uh and has a kid with her um spoilers for the first three volumes um Uh, anyway, everybody dies. And, uh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. spoilers, yeah. Everybody, yeah. And uh, um, this is um, the first when the first when the third volume of this came out. Excuse me. When the first when the third volume of this came out, I'd been reading this show, this book since it first started coming out, like issue by issue by issue. And I would have said that it was like my top three favorite comics of all time and then they took a two-year hiatus and i have not read it since then but like i was so i was so i mean jeff knows we i used to talk to him about it all the time i was like really really into it when it was coming out back then and i just i've never i've never gotten around back or gotten back around to reading it but now that jeff has all of it on comiXology i'm definitely gonna finally finish it and i'm actually excited does it would you say that it it finishes strong. Definitely. I mean, all the way up to like, there's just so many fun twists and stuff. It all deals with like a prophecy and how a prophecy just changes over time. Um, so like the words of like, there's specific lines of a prophecy that get fulfilled multiple times where it's like, Oh, this person is, is this specific character in the prophecy. And then someone else does something that also meets the same criteria. And they go, no, 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 it's this guy. This guy's the one that meets the criteria. He's the, the character in the prophecy. <laughs> Fuck that other guy. Um, That's fun. So it's, it's a fun, like, uh, really, uh, really fun, all the way up to the final volume. Um, I, I will say, I, I don't know, we have to read it, we'll have to talk about it then. Um, there's a couple films that I've watched, three of them I watched today. Uh, the first one that I'll talk about is I watched the Home Alone remake. Uh, we can skip it. I heard it's absolute garbage. I didn't even know that was a thing. What is this? It's it's on Disney Plus. It's a Disney Plus Home Alone remake. It's it's actually not even a remake. It's a continuation. They actually fe- feature Buzz from the original Home Alone, the older brother. He's a cop in this film, and he plays Buzz McAllister, and he's like the cop that like responds to the to the home invasion. I don't know. It's funny. Um, 
I will say you could probably pass on this film. Uh, essentially, the plot is that there's a family that is down in their luck and has to sell their home. And they find out they have a uh, figure, uh, a, a, something in their house that is actually worth hundreds of thousands of dollars that has been pointed out to them. And when they go to find it, it's gone. And they think that a neighbor may have stolen it. And so they, the, the neighbor goes off on Christmas and they can't wait for it to come back. And so they decide to break into the house only to find out that a child was left alone in that house who thinks they're there to kidnap him. And he decides to protect his home the, the, the Kevin McAllister way. Um, and the, the, the real key of this film, we probably want to turn it off, but the father uh, that is breaking into the house, his name is Jeff. And they make fun of his film the entire, they make fun of his name throughout the entire film. Um, and so I was, rooting, I was, I was rooting for <laughs> Jeff for the whole, the whole time. Man, I feel like the name Jeff just gets posterized in uh, <laughs> pop culture. Didn't we talk about this? We did. did we talk yeah, about this Jeff, here? Jeff was talking about this recently. Yeah. So it happens again. Huh? It happens again. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now I have to watch That it. is so funny. I, I genuinely still don't think I've ever recognized it. So real quick, I do want to talk about the cast in this movie. Um, Pete Holmes is in it. Yeah, as like an uncle right? for like five minutes. Yeah, Ellie Kemper is in it. Yep, and her. Um, what? Yep, she's she's one of the the the, the, the yeah she's uh, Jeff's wife. Yeah, she's one of the robbers. Um, Rob Delaney is in it, mm-hmm. which he's Jeff, um, and he looks. I mean, Rob Delaney is very funny. He's the guy who plays uh, Deadpool's friend the like non-powered guy who joins deadpool's team oh. Deadpool <laughs> okay that's rob delaney same guy um uh keenan thompson andy daly uh and then the kid the main kid is archie yates who i don't know if you guys watched uh jojo rabbit when it was com- when it came out yeah or i recognized him. Have, have watched it since um but that little kid is he steals the show in that movie like that movie is like a, it's genuinely like a pretty good movie. I wouldn't call it like a top ten or anything, but it's, it's pretty good. It's worth watching. Um, but that kid steals the show, and every like every single scene he's in, he he just like he crushes it. So I was excited for him to do something in Hollywood. This is not what I wanted for him or his career was to do just like a Home Alone remake. Why are we doing a home or sequel? I guess I don't know. Seems silly, but I mean. Would you say it's even worth watching at all, Jeff, or is it just? I mean, if you just not. I mean, if you watched Home Alone to watch adults get the shit kicked out of them, then yeah, it's there's some entertaining moments. I mean, you just watch people just take a fucking beating. I mean, literally, when when uh, the one spoiler I'll give you is when he first walks into the house, the kid greets him. He's got like a snowball shooter, and it's loaded with pool balls. And he breaks into the house and just <laughs> fucking drills him. He just goes eight ball corner pocket, drills the dad in the face with a fucking pool ball. And just like it's just the whole the parents just getting the absolute shit kicked out of them anyway for like 20 and, then, minutes. And, and then everybody dies and uh, a spoiler <laughs> by the way <laughs> <laughs> um would you say that like if you had kids it would be worth watching as an adult like is there enough that like an, a, an adult would have an okay time watching sure. it or is yeah. it just yeah for, okay. for if we have any yeah, I mean, it's, it's an entertaining family film. I mean, film. Jeff watched it alone, and he's no, not I, saying it's totally terrible. So. I, I watched it I watched it with a group of friends. Uh, we had, like, a party on Friday, and someone baked cookies. And you watched that movie? That was the movie that we threw on, yes. Well, you guys really know how to party. Yeah. So you, don't, you don't have to tell me. Um, <laughs> you guys are wild. <laughs> so this morning... Uh, so today I've watched three films. Uh, today. Today I've watched three films. Just today. 
And okay. uh, the first one I watched was called Atonement. Uh, I'd never seen this film before. Brian, are you familiar with this film? It sounds familiar. It's uh, I can't remember. It won a couple Academy Awards. It was when it, came it was out. nominated. James McAvoy, uh, Keira Knightley, Shersha Ronan. Basically, Shersha Ronan accuses James McAvoy of raping her cousin. R- raping her cousin, but her cousin, but they were sleeping together. No, uh, you've you've messed her, this up. On, no, sorry, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I saw it when it came out. So Jeff. Go ahead. So, so ahead. I mean, I guess spoilers, uh, full spoilers no, for no, the film. No, no, no. Tell the whole story first and then say spoilers. Full spoilers for this film that came out uh, 15 years ago. Um, it's uh, – so you got the, the story is told from three different perspectives. You've got the young girl at this time at the beginning of the film. James McAvoy and his mother live and work for this wealthy family. So he's like a ward. And his family has paid for his whole education. They're putting him up for him to be a doctor. He's fallen in love with the eldest daughter, Kira Knightley. And they have like a romance. And that romance is coming to fruition while the youngest sister also is in love with James McAvoy. But she's like 10 years younger. So there's obviously she's got this like young crush on him. And she sees him in love with her older sister. And so she thinks that he's like this massive pervert because she's been scorned. And then her cousin gets raped. And she thinks, oh, it's this fucking sex maniac that lives down the street. And fingers him as the uh, rapist. She fingers him. And uh, when in reality... She literally fingers him. In reality, the rapist, the rapist was Benedict Cumberbatch, who was a friend of the older brother, who was only in town for the weekend. Um, and uh, I totally forgot Benedict Cumberbatch was in this movie. <laughs> so, so I did not know who he was when this movie came out. He was like a relative unknown. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Go so Keira Knightley completely believes that Will McAvoy is innocent. He goes off to James. Sorry, James James McAvoy. Who's Will McAvoy? Oh, he's the no he's idea. he's the. I'm sure, you made that name. No, he's the protagonist of uh, of the newsroom. That's that's uh, uh, Jeff um, Bridge. No, not Bridges. Jeff Daniels character's name. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so James McAvoy's character goes to prison, and then World War II breaks out. He's allowed to leave prison uh, in order to to enlist. But he can't ever become an officer, even though he's like extremely qualified for it. Um, and so he goes off on this grand quest to go off and, and find his love. Um, and at the same time, uh, the, uh, the the sister, Bryony, is trying to find her older sister to make amends because she realizes what she did was wrong. She, she was a 13-year-old girl at the time that she made the accusation. Now she's almost 20. Um, and she tries to make things right but isn't able to. Uh, and at the end of the film... Uh, James McAvoy and Cara Knightley run off together and live a happy life. And then it's revealed. It like cuts to Bryony being like 70 years old. She's this established author. And she goes, yeah, that's not actually how it happened. That's how it ends in the book, but that's all a fiction. In reality, I never had the guts to go see my sister. She um, died and, and James McAvoy died of sepsis and the rapist got away. Um, wow. All right, moving on. But Jesus, I, that's horrible. I do, I do want to spoilers. By the way, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out there is one scene that had me like absolutely riveted, which is there's a point when James McAvoy thinks he's found salvation uh, on the beaches of Dunkirk, and he is walking for like almost like a ten minute one shot scene through just the wreckage and the chaos of this like uh, uh, British embattlements on this beach and it is an absolutely riveted scene. If you guys just go watch the atonement Dunkirk beach scene, uh, that'll be enough. Cause that is absolutely the highlight of that film. It is uh, a phenomenal 
filmmaking. So Jeff's recommending a double feature now. Uh, watch Dunkirk while you're no. watching. Like, pause, pause right in the middle of – wait, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Pause right in the middle of Atonement and then go what? and put Dunkirk on. No. Watch it all the way through. So what you're saying is if I watch Dunkirk closely, I'll see James McAvoy walking down the beach. And Karen Knightley will be there as well. In a 10-minute one shot. When does Benedict Cumberbatch show up on the beach? <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is in that movie? Yeah, he is in that movie. In that movie. <laughs> Oh my so God, he's a rapist over. in that movie, huh? I didn't pick up Same on that. Universe. I missed that that <laughs> subplot that he was raping people that whole time. He, no. You um, just see, you just see like some random obscure line in uh, Dunkirk that you just kind of forget about and move on. But then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, that totally fits in atonement. That guy's the <laughs> and the rapist. line is, "Are you a rapist?" Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like well, that seems out of context. Yeah. What the hell? Anyway, and then later on you're like, "Oh my God, this is a crossover with atonement." Yeah, there you go. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Don't so, clarify. Let's go, just keep going. <laughs> go watch Go watch the Atonement Dunkirk scene. The next film that I watched was uh, Almost Famous, which is a 2000s film about a 15-year-old journalist that ends up getting a free ride to join uh, a band called Stillwater on a 1973 rock tour and report on them to the Rolling Stones. Loosely based on the writer-director's true life yeah he actually did that yep i can't remember what his name is but he actually did it yeah uh absolutely amazing something crow um so he was a teenage journalist and then throughout his entire adult life he did rock journalism throughout the 1970s and 80s and all of the individual stories that you hear that you see throughout the film he actually witnessed and or reported on uh but it's not all one band he like there, there's a scene where one of the characters gets right. drunk at a house he amalgamated, party. Right. He amalgamated his entire a lot career. Of different stories, right? Right. He took his entire career and boiled it down to one crazy year for this six, fifteen-year-old journalist. Um, right. And if you go on the Wikipedia for the movie, honestly, it's probably enough. It's very entertaining. Like the 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 Almond Brothers on a on a radio show outed themselves as one of the motivations for one of the scenes they're like oh yeah there's a scene where one of the characters jumps into a pool at a house party he was like yeah that was our lead singer he jumped off of a hotel in san francisco and he was like oh yeah and i was gonna do it too but the fucking owner came out golden god yeah yeah Yeah. so uh really entertaining movie uh really just kind of focuses on the heart and soul of rock and roll and what it takes to um make it in a rock and roll band and and what life was like back in the 1970s when Jeff and I just talked about this right before Brian got on and we started recording, but this is secretly one of my favorite movies of all time. It's probably in my top 10 uh, and I forget that it exists, but then someone talks about it and I'm like, I love this movie. Um, uh, Zoe Deschanel is in it. Mm -hmm. Super young Zoe Deschanel. Francis McDormand plays the guy's mom. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I always forget the main character's name. Um, but he was in another movie that I really love called wrist cutters, which is about people who committed suicide and then they get put in like this, like weird purgatory afterlife. That's not quite hell, but not quite heaven either. It's just kind of like, it's just like a more boring version of real life. Um, really great movie. Very underrated. Everybody should watch that. Um, anyway, he's great and almost famous and almost famous is a great, great movie and everybody should watch it. And also the music in it is pretty good. Yeah. Like they do a pretty good job of like nailing that. Like, like the <laughs> band Stillwater. I mean, they play like hits from the seventies too. Like they're not just playing their own stuff, but I, I, yeah, just good. Also what's Meg Ryan's daughter's name. I always forget Kate Hudson. Yeah. Kate Hudson. 
Or she might not be Meg Ryan's daughter. Whatever. Whichever one. She, whoever's. Yeah. That one. Meg. No. Kate Hudson. She's great in it too. Very. Uh, very good role for her. Um, Billy Crudup. Amazing. Um, the guy from My Name is Earl. Whose name I can never remember. Jason whatever. Um, he's great as like the, the band's lead singer. Yeah. Just, just in general. Really great. Isn't Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie too? Yep. Yep. He's the he's the other journalist that he's on the phone with. He's all the, the time? yeah. He's the right. journalist that gave the kid the start. Right. That, yeah. Oh God. I really. I'm actually probably gonna watch that movie tonight now because <laughs> you mentioned it. I really like it a lot. Very entertaining. Um, anyway, moving so, on. So the last film that I watched is a film that I won't recommend, but I will bring it up because Tyler does want to talk about it. Um, it is called Snake Eyes. It is the origin GI Joe origin film that is free on Amazon Prime, um, and it was America. hot. It was hot garbage. Um, it was probably my least favorite action movie I've ever seen. It was terrible. Um, I, I had I went back and rewatched the uh, Cliff fight scene from Snake Eyes Resurgence, which is another hot garbage film. But I just needed to be reminded what actual good choreography was like with these characters. Um, and yeah, if, if you want to watch an action film, go watch something else because this movie's terrible. Um, I didn't like any of it. There's a, every single trope or moment in the film would, had been done successfully better by uh, some other film at some other time. No real originality. At one point, uh, the main character fights off three different basilisks. Um, basilisks? Like, like actual giant snakes? Yep. Yes, sir. Wow. All right. Yeah. I'm yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> Once you made the deal, stop selling. Um, um, I'm, f- I'm fully on board. As much as I love to complain about movies being bad, I will I will wholeheartedly watch a terrible film. I'll dive headfirst into it and bask in its elegance. It's, it's um, so <laughs> I'm excited to watch it. I didn't know it was on Amazon Prime, so I'm definitely going to be watching that this week. My wife has a uh, work dinner. On, on one of the days this week and i'm that's what i'm doing i'm just gonna sit down bowl of, I'm, I'm eating two bowls of popcorn for dinner and watching snake eyes by myself so um anyone want to join in just hit me up let's do it um all right cool jeff i think there was one thing that you didn't bring up I've, that i'm pretty sure you watched so i have four oh, things i have four things left oh my god you saw four things <laughs> i left these You've ones talking for 35 minutes <laughs> uh, the last four things that i uh have watched they didn't they aren't complete yet they're ongoing so the first one i'll talk about is young justice which is on uh hbo max um it's entertaining. I'm liking the, the most recent season, especially the the end credits. Each one has one of the voice actors reading like poetry and I love poetry. So I'm here for it. Uh, it's, it's good. I've always liked young justice. It's always been probably one of my favorite superhero medias um, outside of the MCU. Hmm. Um, so if you, if you like cartoon superheroes kicking ass, it's also a lot more adult. The, the most recent scenes got a lot more like death. And I guess they, they've, well, yeah, it's on group. HBO now. So it's, they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just go um it's so for for those who haven't watched that that's like it's like the teen titans from the early 2000s not teen titans go but all the characters have grown up and so it's like they're yep. all older yep. versions of themselves and not all the same characters like beast boy isn't like a main character in it is he he no, he, he becomes like, he becomes a main character after the second season 
or after the, oh, the first okay. season. Yeah. So the cast continuously evolves. So there's a lot that happens right. in between yeah, each season. Keep adding and people. it just continues to grow. So it, there's a lot of great stuff that happens. Uh, the next it show is good. I watched the first two seasons really good. I do like it, but I just haven't caught up with it since it moved to streaming. Go ahead. The, the next show that I caught up on was Yellowstone. I think there are four episodes in now. Uh, Kevin Costner on uh, Paramount Plus or Paramount Channel, um, if you have cable. Uh, entertaining. Uh, they're on the fourth season. Our parents love it. I've got friends that watch it. Um, uh, I won't give too many spoilers, but uh, definitely picks up right where season three left off. A lot of a lot of fighting, a lot of blood and gore. Definitely the most recent season. The last two seasons have been a lot more gory than it's, the first two. It's like uh, conservative <laughs> Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's Breaking Bad for Republicans. Uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. So then the last two things that I've watched are kind of the big ticket items that are working their way through pop culture right now the first is wheel of time yeah brian did you catch up on this at all nope i got that one slated for uh you know when i have some uh, alone time to watch but oh and it's not gonna watch that one with you i think uh, i would be surprised like but we'll we'll see i can ask did she not like game of thrones with you <laughs> uh i mean to be honest with you we're both horribly traumatized so that's not a good one to base off of but um yeah i, I can i can run it by her <laughs> i can run it by her Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it, well, go ahead. Jeff. Is it, what is it awesome or what? It's, I, it's go ahead. It's entertaining. <laughs> um, I like, I, I will say a lot of the fans of the books are coming out to be not huge fans of the show. Um, which is unfortunate that the, the visual styles that the director chose to go with aren't what people imagined in their head. And I think that's always a potential risk that you take when adopting a book into visual media. But from someone, I've never read the books and I do intend to read them one day, but uh, overall I'm enjoying it. There's characters that I, uh, uh, I find endearing that are enjoyable. Um, a lot of the plots I, I could care less for, but that's kind of how it starts until you get more invested with the characters. So I'm, I'm here for the long haul and, I'll keep watching it. God knows yeah. I've got time. So Kelly and I started watching it um, Saturday morning after getting in at like 11 at night on Friday from uh, a full day of travel. And um, Kelly, halfway through, Kelly was like, can we watch something else? I don't like this. And so we turned it off. I went back to it like the next day when she was out doing something and uh, – it, we had just turned it off right before shit got really crazy at the end of the first episode. And I was like, holy cow, this is wild. And I got – now I'm back on board and now, now I'm like excited every time it's coming out. I actually the – the most recent episode was pretty boring. I felt like not really a lot happened um, that I cared about. But the first three episodes have like a pretty good world that they're building out. Um from what I've read, it seems like a lot of the people um, don't like that the ages have been changed of the main characters. The main characters are much younger in the books, and then the they don't like that it's like so violent because apparently the books aren't as violent as they've kind of leaned into. They think that they did that to capture the Game of Thrones audience. And if I'm honest, I didn't read the books, and I'm into the violence. <laughs> and I, I'm way more down with them not being 12-year-old kids. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's more interesting that they're, like, you know, my age or just slightly younger than us. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think I can follow the characters a little bit more. Like, I don't – what? yeah, I don't know. I think it's more interesting. I mean, we just watched uh, 
his dark materials flop super hard on HBO because they cast accurate screen or like book accurate ages and no offense, but it's kind of boring watching like a 12 year old girl run around trying to solve a mystery. Like, I, I don't know. It doesn't I, work I agree. Me, I've so. never really voiced it, but that is my big opposition to his dark materials. Like the storyline's intriguing, but the actors just, they don't, they, I think that actress is actually a really talented actress, but when she's, I don't think she has the skills to carry the show yet. That being said, Stranger Things fucking nailed it, and they were pretty young when that shit started. So I don't know. Maybe there's like a happy medium to be there, yeah. or maybe I, I, when you have enough young kids, I think it depends. It, it, it carries it. Or go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah, I think it. I think it depends on the source material. Like for example, this Percy Jackson show that Amazon's supposedly developing. The the main character is supposed to be twelve when it starts. I wouldn't hate for him to start at sixteen, um, because he's supposed to kill a minotaur in the first episode, and if that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, a twelve-year-old fighting a minotaur is going to be a little bit harder to believe than like a sixteen-year-old. Because I would have fucked that minotaur. Do we know out. who got cast? No, cast as Percy Jackson yet? No. no. But but I will say, twelve-year-old me fighting a minotaur, I'd get fucked up. But sixteen-year-old me, that minotaur's going down. All right? I will just say, just whatever you do, just bring Alexandra Daddario back. That's it. <laughs> she needs so to come one back. Thing. She needs to come back as Aphrodite. Yeah, just come back as a different character. I, I will welcome you back Aphrodite. in. It will not break the uh, the universe for me. Speaking of her <laughs> real quick, I don't know. Did I talk about White Lotus at all uh, on this sh- podcast? No. Oh, okay. You guys should go and watch White Lotus. I was thinking about it the whole time we were in Mexico. Um, you guys should go check it out. It's on HBO. Alexandria Daddario is in it. Um, and? And it's good. Oh, boobs? Yeah, multiple times. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'll have to cut that out. But <laughs> I probably won't though, because it's funny. Um, all right. So um, it it is like a great. I really like. I mean, while I was watching that show, I was like, I don't know if I like this. By the time it ended, I was like, that show was amazing. Also, there's like a New Zealander guy who plays um, the hotel manager, and he is absolutely incredible through the whole series. I hope that guy gets. Like, I hope his career just blows wide open because I thought he was amazing in that show. Sorry, off topic. Um, all right, are we moving on to last, the, the next big one? Oh, I would say one. Wheel of Time is a high recommend, Brian. I think that you will like it, but definitely stick through the whole first episode, all right? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, Brandon Sanderson is right now like a creative producer on it because he's currently mm-hmm. finishing the show and he knows how it's supposed to end, how the book series is supposed to end. So, you know, if Brandon Sanderson... It. Well, he's he's... I don't know if he's published the last book, but he's been tasked with finishing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, however, however that, that ends, I, I have full faith. And if we can get Brandon Sanderson used to putting out some visual media, then I will be uh, happy. Um, last show I left is for last because it's probably the biggest, um, Hawkeye. Are we all caught up? I am Brian. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You're, I'm terrible. You're totally good, man. You're totally good. It's been a busy week to catch up, and you were sick this week too. So, um, I get it completely. Uh, Jeff, let's just talk about it in non-spoilers. Just, do, are you liking it? Yeah. When X character death. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and everybody dies. dies. Anyways, when, spoilers. <laughs> when blank. When when uh, what's it? Redacted character dies. Um, yeah. No, it's very entertaining. I mean, it's it's, Marvel, it's MCU. It's Jeremy Renner being funny, being an older, you know, semi-retired 
superhero who's just sick of this shit getting dragged back into it one more oh time. Oh my god. He, he that first episode where he's like, You fuck it, motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta come back. I'm trying to just be with my kids, god damn it. <laughs> I was laughing for you. I was like what he did like the exasperated, just like, God damn it, I'm so sick of this shit. I, I will Very say funny. having having read the David Aha and Matt Fraction run, um, I'm severe I'm absolutely enjoying the callbacks to the graphic novel to the to the to the run um there's a lot of i mean it's obviously a different story overall than what matt fraction had written yeah but they definitely take a lot of the cues but stylistically they, specifically they but take yeah. direct issues they've taken two direct issues so far and transferred them to entire episodes in the show um but, but trans just transpose them in ways that work for the story that they want to tell which i think is i wonder if they're gonna beautiful. do that weird scene where wolverine and spider-man come and help him fight the tracksuit draculas probably not and <laughs> and then and then spider-man like swings away and like wolverine has like jumped onto the car with his claws and then hawkeye's just sitting there and he has to like run after them by himself <laughs> very funny um, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm loving Haley Seinfeld. She's all over the place Stein, right now. Stein, Stein, Steinfeld. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> she's Jerry Seinfeld's daughter. <laughs> but she's she's incredible. Uh, so far, she can't really miss um, with, with yeah, all the difference. Yeah, she's great. Yes, yeah, she's great. Um, get, you get see what she, I did there? She can't really miss? I didn't see it, but I do now. Um, she's great in it. He's doing a really good job. That Matt Fraction, David Aha run is probably one of the best so, like standalone comic book superhero runs of all time. Like they took a character who no one gave a shit about and literally wrote like just like such a good comic book about him, like made him like, oh my God. And I've tried to, I went, I liked that one so much. I tried to go and read other Hawkeye solo runs and was just like, this sucks. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but like theirs was so good it, i have it in print i have it in digital and in print it's one of the only comic books i did that with where i bought both um because i wanted to have like a physical copy of it just in case the internet ever goes down um so anyway uh yeah i'm really liking it i'm excited for brian to uh to check it out brian you'll have to just finish it up before the 10th episode drop sorry yeah so we yeah that's do the point a, a season wrap up cool um and then uh but yeah really liking it all right jeff is that you got anything else you got one last thing there nope that was the last one uh i think so yeah all right brian you had a couple things that you were watching um yeah what they were yeah so <laughs> um i finished um season two of c um on the way oh. back from mexico so that's the one with jason momoa uh they added what's that other big lug's name um, dave batista dave batista dave batista um i i think it held, held up to the first season very well i think the storyline is fascinating um for those that don't know see i've talked about it a few times but sees an apple tv original um, about uh, a distant future where humanity has long since gone blind. Like nobody can see anything. And like it's all like basically society has collapsed and they've gone back to like tribal times. Um, there are some civilizations, but even they are like super limited. Um, and it's it's really fascinating to like see how they adapt to not having eyesight. And like the way they do combat is absolutely crazy. Um, 
Jason Momoa's character is still a, a, a freaking beast um, fighting wise. And then basically the storyline starts with um, suddenly people with eyesight start being born again. And it's all about like the people who are in power that can't see um, how they're dealing with these people that are basically gods compared to uh, the main populace because they have sight. And it's kind of crazy to see how powerful that that sense is and and um you know just it's just really well made i think it's a good show um dave batista is um new in season two and he and jason momoa are brothers that hate each other's guts and and they're like in rival um empires and I, i'll avoid spoilers but it's 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 really well made uh really well done show i really liked it a lot would you say that it's like your number one show on apple tv right now or like it was for all mankind does it beat it or Ted Lasso or I haven't watched a lot of Ted Lasso uh for all mankind is really good I I, I like space I'm a sucker for space stuff so I really liked for all mankind I I call it a tie between those two you still haven't watched the expanse on Amazon you know we keep talking about we keep going like hey like let's watch something new like let's grab uh you know the expanse or whatever and then we end up clicking on something else so I don't don't know like we both have a desire to watch that we just haven't haven't done it yet very good um but uh cool um did you guys watch the shrink next door yet the new will ferrell paul rudd movie that's on on apple tv that's the main reason i want to get apple tv is to watch that movie um yeah but um other other than that uh the walking dead they've released new episodes on netflix so we've been trying to catch up to that one to be honest with you not the same without rick um small small spoiler for those who don't know or (gasps) planning to find out uh rick um, gets carried off in a, it gets badly injured and then carried off in a helicopter at the end of I think it's season eight. And, and what season are we on? Show just, no, season ten is the one I'm watching. I think they're doing season eleven. I, I don't know, but uh, so Rick's been gone in in storyline time. He's been gone for like six years, and they're still talking about him in every episode. Which I'm like. Man, you guys are really beholden. Like, it's very clear that not only does the fandom miss Rick, but the show itself is basically just blatantly admitting, like, "Fuck, we we miss, we need Rick," <laughs> because well, so literally gets mentioned. Him, sorry, sorry, they were they were gonna give him two, three movies, spinoff, three movies, like a trilogy. That's I think they're about his journey. Working on him. What happened to that? So they just they just were making a big deal about how Walking Dead was gonna make a new announcement. Uh, this last week and then they kept saying but it's not about a rick grimes movie <laughs> and it's like you've been waiting for two years to announce this or three years to announce this rick grimes movie and there's been like no development progression on it i just don't think it's gonna happen dude they, I, yeah. it now has two separate spinoffs it has fear the walking dead and then like the walking dead the spirit within or something. <laughs> well, I don't there. understand and like three yeah. the walking dead TV shows. That, I've never seen a that. show. So beholden on one character, like everybody else. Like as I've been watching it, like it's not bad. We're enjoying it. But at the same time, as I'm looking at these other characters, I'm having trouble latching onto them the same way that you do with a normal main character. Like Rick is literally the main character of that show. He was the driving force behind the, the core group. Like, and and now without him, it's it's. I just have a hard time like like buying into Daryl and Carol and and Michonne as main characters. They feel like side characters to me, 
and like the the it it tells me a lot that he like I have not yet seen an episode that they have not mentioned something about Rick yet, and I'm like, dude, this storyline is six years it's later, been six years, and, and you guys are still talking guys, about him. Every yeah, you guys keep day. mentioning him, like how things were under Rick, and you know, if only Rick were here, and this is where I lost Rick, and I'm like, dude, you guys like this show, like needs Rick Grimes. Which is funny because one of the famous quotes from the show is, the world will need Rick Grimes and his name is underlined. Uh, Abraham writes a note to him. Anyway, so yeah, I think it's good. I, I want to, I'm, but I, I'm hurting for some Rick Grimes, man. He really makes that show. Um, from what I'd heard, it's is a wild, outdated info now, but is that they had given him three movies and, and I, I saw a little spoiler about what that storyline is because in the comics, like, it it's already beyond where he uh, you know Dude, explaining where he goes comics crazy it's it goes next level yeah i've been seeing like the covers they've been like releasing like the covers on comicsology and it's like <laughs> crazy it's good yeah robert kirkman really was just like fuck it let's do this. so that's let's that's why i'm all like way. all right like that's why i'm like all right three movies fuck it like this is gonna get crazy like let's let's dive in man let's see what happens <clears throat> do you here. care if i spoil it brian no uh so full spoilers for the comics and potential spoilers for whatever movie is uh is coming up here um for rick grimes but it's like a sci-fi twist where he gets like taken off into space by aliens and then they inject him with like a super soldier serum and he like gains like super strength and the power to fly and becomes a superhero (laughs) he really is just like fuck it let's just let's go wait say it again back up there i'm sorry (laughs) did you zone out say that again he gets taken off into space by aliens and gets like injected and becomes like a superhero like he gets like superpowers you know fuck it i'm in let's do it man just bring rick back fuck it let's do this bring rick back make it make sense and let's do it i'm I'm down i I don't care because i'm i'm hoping that if you introduce something um, like that maybe that'll explain they they can explain like what happened because one of the biggest things about it is it's called you know rick grimes 2000 yeah one of the biggest (laughs) things about the show is you have to accept that you're never going to find out what caused the zombie outbreak and so maybe the aliens will be able to tell us, like, fuck it, I need to know. Oh, so. yeah, and he has a lightsaber. <laughs> Rick Grimes does. I don't know if you would consider you that as part it. of the uh, – as, as, I, I was saying I, I'll take any kind of random twist as long as you bring Rick back because the this, this show is hurting without him, to be honest with you. I think I'm too far in to not find out what happens. But at the same time, literally every episode, the moment they say Rick or something that even sounds like him, like – bring some bricks i'm like the show needs rick grimes <laughs> bring some bricks and brian's like oh rick rick, oh, rick. be rick be rick did you say steak big, big exactly rick. and so yeah it's, call him be rick it's i'm again i'm gonna repeat one more time i've never seen a show hurt this bad without like one character it's uh it's hurting for some rick grimes and, and to be honest with you the negan guy uh jeffrey dean morgan he was a good anti-Rick or like, you know, antagonist, but they're bringing him in as more of a, a POV character, and I can only get so much of it, man. He ain't Rick Grimes, so he's not doing it for you, huh? He's not. He's not doing it in the same way. I mean, he he should stay on, but you know, whatever. Anyway, all right, that was that was a lot to say. Uh, bring Rick uh, Rick Grimes back to Walking Dead. Um, last one for me. 
Ink Master on Netflix, uh, just kind of a kill, uh, time killer or time waster or whatever. Uh, it's a tattoo competition show. I'm, I don't have any tattoos. I'm, I'm probably never going to get any tattoos. Yeah, uh, me either. But the, exactly. Um, but the uh, show is just a tattoo competition that's really entertaining because it's a bunch of people that, one, don't take constructive, constructive criticism well, and two, you know, produce some pretty kick-ass art. So... Um, you know, we've been watching that and then every so often somebody really botches up a tattoo that somebody is stuck with for the rest of their lives. And that's always kind of fun to watch that reaction. And, and they've added a, a new, uh, twist to the season where not only do you get judge decisions passed down, but you also have all the canvases or all the people that came in for a tattoo for that specific week's competition. Uh, they go into a room and then try to decide amongst themselves who received the worst tattoo. And that has led to some hilarity because, there was uh, a portrait competition where people were coming in with their loved one in person. So if like, you know, you guys were going to get a tattoo of me, uh, we would go in together and like, I would sit in the room while you got the face tattoo of me or whatever. And then, then the, the, the two family members, like all of the different pairs went into the room to decide who had the worst tattoo. And they were literally critiquing each other's faces, essentially <laughs> like, there was one where this woman got a, a tattoo of her like 80 something year old mom who was like really wrinkly in the face naturally. And the tattoo came out a little dark. And uh, when they put it up on the screen, one of the other guys goes, see, when I look at this one, I instantly think Leatherface." <laughs> <laughs> and you just see the mom, or like the woman who got the tattoo go <gasps> and the mom's just starts. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you did not just say that. You're talking about this woman's face. That's oh. so funny. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just there was a couple of ones like that where uh, they've, they've taken it to a new level in this season. I, it's it's a fun time killer. Highly recommend it if you like, uh, you know, art and, uh, you know, people not being able to take criticism well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I knew a guy that was on that once before. Did I talk to you about that already? Daniel yes. Silva? Yes. Um, and he's in prison now, I think, because he yeah. killed somebody on accident, drunk driving. Um, wow, that got morbid. Yeah, real fucked up. Anyway, um, the only recommendation I have really, uh, let me think. I watched some movies on the planes and I cannot remember which movies I watched. I watched Fast and Furious 9. Oof, it's great. <laughs> no it's not but it's pretty ridiculous uh, i didn't hate it um but that's all i have to say about it it's about as glowing as i can be for that movie um i watched some other stuff but obviously i can't remember it so what else did i watch uh yellow jackets is on showtime it's a new series on showtime we have it brian and jeff through our amazon subscription um it is a all-female retelling of lord of the flies um but it's got a, a modern wrinkle to it so it's told it's two stories told concurrently so it's what happened to them in the 90s when this championships girls soccer team from a like high school soccer team crash lands in the mountains of canada out in the wilderness and then what are their lives of the survivors like now in 2021 and there's a mystery going through it that's being told across the timeline, right? So it's like a mystery that still exists from when they were kids, right? Um, and it's come back to kind of haunt them all these years later. 
and Christina Ricci's in it. Juliette Lewis is in it. Hmm. Um, uh, Melanie Linsky's in it. Um, the, Ella Purnell is in it um, as like a young one of the younger girls. I don't recognize a lot of the other younger actresses that are playing high school play- people. I mean, they're all like twenty five to thirty, obviously, but they all look, you know, seventeen, whatever. Um, it is very good. Kelly and I watched four, all four episodes, hour long format episodes, last night. We watched all four of them in a row, um, and. Uh, I'm yeah I really like it I'm very excited uh that we found it and then I think tonight we're gonna give uh the newest uh rebooted season of Dexter a shot so that's what I have to look forward to uh once I get off this call so yeah nice. that, that's my main recommendation I, I highly recommend you guys check out Yellow Jackets it is uh so far very very good um and I love me some uh, Christina Ricci good to see her back on the screen um she's crushing it as like she plays uh she's like piggy if piggy like piggy from the the book right uh if he was not a lame character and was actually the most interesting character and then he grew up and it became like christina ricci who's absolutely gorgeous (laughs) um but and she's a psycho she's super crazy i can't i just hold on that's all i'm saying they they call her piggy and she survives no she just plays like kind of like the weird outcast one who wears glasses so it's you know and she survives because piggy gets his fucking head back i know spoilers (laughs) for like a 60 year old book they all die spoilers <laughs> yeah i don't know who who knows how old the people who listen to this podcast are um yeah so no piggy is so they it's it's an interpretation right it's an, it's like an it's not a it's not a uh, one-to-one adaptation of the book i just i'm not going to say anything else about uh any of the characters i just it's really good um and uh i think you guys should check it out because i think you would like it i think i think uh it, yeah it's just really good um, otherwise, I think that's everything. Did uh, w- did we have anything else? Anything else you guys are, that's on your radar? Oh, yeah. Spider Verse yep. Part Two trailer just released yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did see that? Absolutely. Very entertaining. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld re- <laughs> back back in the pot back three times in this episode. She makes it. Um, see Spider Man twenty ninety nine tackling Miles Morales throughout the dimensions. That looks pretty cool. And like throwing um, him super far into the yeah, super far. Yeah, really weird. Look really cool. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. I was, oh, excuse me. I was stoked to see uh, that that got released. So, um, anything else? Anything else on anyone's radar? That's it for me. We got any new movie releases coming out this week that anyone's aware of? All right, sounds uh, good. That's what I can think of. <laughs> Okay. Spider-Man, Spider-Man comes out this week or next week, 20, next week, 7, yeah. 17th, yeah. Yeah, so um, we will all have to go see that and uh, be prepared so can, to report on it. If, if we can even get fucking tickets, it's like impossible. I know. It's apparently like selling out. I mean, Vancouver and Portland is empty theaters everywhere right now. Every other city, major city in the world is selling out tickets still, and Portland's like, no, we're not going to the movies. So... Um, at any rate, uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, you, the listener. Um, we really appreciate that. Give us a uh, – rate us on whatever you're listening to us on. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, recommend us to a friend. We really appreciate it. We had our Spotify wrapped 
which provided us really lame information. Jeff, did you look at it? I did. Um, it was dumb. It like, gave us like nothing interesting. But I did find that we get a lot of listens on Spotify. My podcast, uh, the place that we upload our podcast through, doesn't track the Spotify listens. So um, it was cool to see how many people how many of you are listening to us and following us on spotify um I, we appreciate that keep up the good work and keep recommending us to people we appreciate it and uh otherwise um yeah see you guys next week we'll be back thanks guys bye thanks everyone